0: praise the lord amen praise the lord Um, good evening everybody wednesday evening bible study we praise god for the opportunity glory to god to um one more time come and study the word with you amen um pray that we are hearing from god these days amen um have you heard from god today praise the lord um, it's a blessing to hear from God And to be able to hear from God as this child And so we want to continue To, to press in <clears throat> Hear what the Lord is saying in these days um, Because again I believe He is um, Looking to Infuse us with Faith Amen, So that Amen. we can, can Stand strong um, That we can stand firm God is big on standing firm you know, he tells us to be, um, you know, we to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might uh, so that we can stand. Right. And having done all to stand, um, he wants us to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. God, you know, he wants us to be able to stand in these tough times. Amen. Uh, because really, that's the time when we really need to stand, when things are tough. Um, but the people of God are tougher, amen, and so we're believing that as we continue to come before God, He'll continue speaking, and He'll continue to fill us with faith, amen, faith to stand, and so we're, we're believing on that on tonight. Um, Bible study, um, we're going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter 25, and we're grateful to be able to have Bible study tonight. Um, that storm came through here yesterday. Yes knocked out our power for over 24 hours, right? Yep. Um, So, haven't too long gotten the power back in our home. We were out since around noon yesterday. Um, But, uh, you know, God is good. He kept us. um, And He um, restored our power. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I praise God for it, but I also thank the men and women who were working outside on the lines, wherever they were. We didn't see him but praise God for the workers out there, amen, who I'm sure did some overtime working in the heat and in the wind and, and, and so forth so that people can get their power back, amen. Um, sometimes we thank God and we're so quick to thank God, but we're not quick enough to thank people. We need to thank people too, amen. And so we thank God for all the crews that were out there and are still out there working. Praise God. Amen. So we're in Genesis chapter 25 we're gonna look at verse number 37 <laughs> 27 there is no 37 amen um, uh, 27 and we're gonna read down to verse number 34 in Genesis chapter 25 verse number 27 um, Bible study Wednesday night um, and, and I'm reading from the King James Version and it and it says it says this and the boys grew And Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee with that same red pottage for I am faint therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said behold I am at the point to die and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said swear to me this day and he sware unto him and He sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Amen. Let's pray father we thank you for your word glory to god we thank you for the bread of life that you have broken before us right now father we pray that the holy spirit will speak to us teach us lead us guide us reveal unto us the truth of your word and father we believe that the truth will make us free it will deliver us from every snare trap and trick of the enemy Father, we thank you right now for the deposits you shall make in us. We thank you for the transformation, not by might nor by power, but do it by your spirit. And Father, we bless you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, I want to talk tonight about a bowl of stew. Amen. A bowl of stew. Amen. It's summertime. I don't think too many people are eating stew these days, um, but God has stew on the menu for us tonight. Um, this story, you know, we we have um, read this story, um, Sunday school, Bible study, and I'm sure in, in other, in devotionals and in other Resources and studies uh, along the way of these two brothers, right? Jacob and Esau. <clears throat> and the Bible describes them. Esau was a man of the field. He would hunt. He would go out. Um, he was rough and tumble. And Jacob is sort of like a mama's boy. He stayed home. He you know stayed in the tents. Didn't go out. You know. Eh, he wasn't, you know, one to be out in the field and doing those types of things, hunting and, and so forth. So they were different brothers, but different. In fact, you know, they were twins. Right. Um, born at the same time. Um, and in fact, you know, in, in some ways, you know, in the story, as Jacob takes. Esau's birthright or Esau gives away his birthright, and the way you view that is revealing. Um, Jacob has been after Esau from the time of birth because Esau was coming out first, and Jacob grabbed his heel, Mm -hmm. as if he was trying to say, come back in here, let me come out first. Um, Jacob seemed to always want to supplant Esau, And in fact, that's what his name means, Jacob. It means supplanter. Um, We don't get caught up on that because later God changed his name to Israel. Amen. It's not a blessing that God can change your name? Yes. Amen. amen. Um, You may be born with a name. You may grow up with a name. You may be known most of your life by a name, but God can give you a new name. Praise God for that. Amen. (laughs) Um, some people you, you your name been unemployed for a long time. Amen. Amen And now God is not just giving you a job He's giving you a career or he's giving you a business praise the Lord for that. Amen um, God can change your name and he changed his name. He, he so Jacob became Israel But here in this story um, Esau comes out of the field We don't know what he's doing, probably hunting, didn't get anything because now he's coming home and he's hungry. And it says in the King James Version in verse 29 that Jacob sod pottage. Now, no one knows what that means, sod pottage. Um, The New Living Translation makes it plain. It says that Jacob was cooking some stew. Amen. So to sod pottage means that you are cooking some stew. Amen. So Jacob was cooking some stew when Esau came in from the field, and Esau was weak. Amen. He was exhausted. He was weak. He was hungry. And, uh, hmm. and he comes and he says to Jacob, "Give me some of that stew." He wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. Again, his body was 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 racked with hunger pains and he just wanted to eat. He just needed some good food, some comfort food. And he said, give me some of that stew. And Jacob said to him, okay, I'll give you some of this stew, but but sell to me your birthright. Uh, Sell to me your birthright. Now the birthright for went to the the firstborn son, and that was Esau. And as a firstborn son, he had the right to get a double portion of his father's inheritance. He would get a double portion, Jacob then would get the rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just how it was. It wasn't just for Esau. That was how the firstborn double portion went. The birthright gave the firstborn son a double portion of the inheritance and also set up the the firstborn son to become the leader of the family after the father passed on Mm -hmm. so that's what Esau had how many of you know that's a blessing yes and that's a blessing from God you know to have this double portion because Esau didn't earn it he was simply born first he had nothing to do with that but he's in a position to get a double portion of the inheritance and to become the leader of the family that's the birthright it's important. Mm-hmm. And Jacob says to him, "You want some of this stew? Give me your birthright." And just think about that, right? If 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 someone give me your birthright, you want some of this stew? You want a slice of pizza? Give me your daughter. You want a slice of pizza? Give me your house. Right? Like, I mean, people asking me, <laughs> you. I mean, like, what what are you talking about? These things don't even match up. Mm-hmm. You want my birthright, my double portion of and 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 my promise to be the leader of the family. You want that in exchange for a bowl of stew? <laughs> See, if you think about it, right? You say, "Wait a minute, these things don't even match up." No. Nope. And yet, and yet, um Esau says, "I'm about to die. What's this birthright to me?" He doesn't say to Jacob, what are you talking about? What do you mean, give you my birthright? Now, I don't know if these two talked about the birthright in the past or if Esau really didn't, you know, maybe he mentioned it in the past that, you know, he he said, hey, I'll make a trade with you or whatever. But it didn't seem to me that this was the first time this came up because there's no surprise coming out of Esau For such a request. Mm -hmm. Give me a birthright for this bowl of stew. Instead Esau says. In verse 32. He says. I'm about to die. So. What's this birthright going to mean to me? In other words it had no value. I'm about to die. Let's stop here for a second. First of all. Esau comes in. And you know. He actually talks about, um, New Living Translation says that he said, I'm starving. Mm -hmm. And he also said, I'm dying of starvation. Right? I'm about to die. I don't think Esau was about to die. No. No. But that's just as we are. You know, sometimes we have just the slightest bit of hunger pain. And we claim we're starving. We don't know what, many of us don't know what starving is. Right. Many of us don't even know what hungry is. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Man, I'm just talking for myself. Other people know. I mean, because everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, depending upon, you know, how you grew up as a kid or whatever and, and what was going on in your household, you know. You may well understand going to bed at night. You're so hungry, your stomach hurts. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not that little rumbling kind of, oh, uh, let me get, yeah. No, this was like, you felt like your stomach was like in knots, like your stomach was mad because nobody yes. had given it anything to eat for a long time. But, you know, many times we got to be careful about exaggeration because exaggeration, right, You know, when we exaggerate how hungry we are, when we exaggerate our financial situation, when we exaggerate how tired we are, when we exaggerate, see, that that opens the door to justify us doing things that really don't fit the situation, right? So if you really say things like, I'm starving to death, when you're not, then it seems, you know, that opens the door to justifying doing whatever you need to in order to satisfy that overblown need, right? And so we need to be careful, you know. Again, God says to us, and we don't seem to respect it enough, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You gotta be careful how how we choose our words. But Esau is using this exaggerated language, you know. The disciples used exaggerated language when Jesus told them to feed the 5,000. Send them away, Jesus. I'm not sending them away. You feed them. Mm-hmm. What did they say? Where are we going to feed get enough food. bread right. to feed all these people? A year's wages wouldn't be enough to give them even one bite. <laughs> See, they had to go all crazy. They had to start now exaggerating. Why? Because now it justified them doing nothing. Right. <laughs> That's right. So we got to be careful of using exaggerated language because it opens the door for us to feel justified in taking an action that we probably shouldn't take you know We probably shouldn't take. You know, you tell somebody, you he got on my last nerve. You know why it's your last nerve and not the next to the last nerve or the second to the last nerve? He never gets on your first nerve. You ever notice that? You don't get on your first nerve. He gets on your last one. Like, exactly where is your last nerve? Is it in the top of your head? Is it at the bottom of your foot? Is it in your little pinky finger? Where is the last nerve? But people say that, right? You get on my last nerve. I, I gotta look this up. Is somebody out there know science and biology? Can you please text me, put something in the, in the in the in the notes or whatever comment, and say and tell me where the last nerve is. I don't know where the last nerve is, but people say you get on my last nerve. Why? Because if it's your last nerve, see now I got every right. To tell you off, because I got no more nerves left. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) I have no more nerves left because you done got on my last one. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Come on. We just exaggerate in order to justify doing something. (laughs) <laughs> that we have no business doing, amen? Mm-hmm. Now you told somebody off and you really didn't need to go that far, but you know, you're going to tell them, why'd you do that? Because he got on my last nerve. <laughs> you know how it is. Go, oh yeah, the last nerve? Oh yeah, the last nerve. <laughs> yeah, the last nerve. Whatever, amen? Um, but Esau was, ex- he was exaggerating. But here's the thing that's most important. He He, he took this valuable thing that he had from God the birthright the double portion of an inheritance the leadership of the family going forward and he traded it for a bowl of stew mm-hmm. and see we look at that and and you know we um we shake our head you know if we and the writer of hebrews uh, hebrews chapter 12 talks about esau selling his birthright and Let's see. Verse 15, it says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully, with tears. This is a very important passage here because, see, it it, it first of all it, it calls Esau a, a profane person. Mm-hmm. Profane, profane is like a godless person. A, a profane person is someone who has. Who disrespects you know religious things a, 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 a profane person is is someone who um, uh, is is you know he is disrespectful mm-hmm. who shows a lack of respect um, for things that should be taken seriously right mm-hmm. you're profane you know this is an important occasion and and or a somber occasion and here you are laughing and telling jokes you're acting like a profane person, you're not taking something seriously you're a lack of respect mm-hmm. of something that should be taken seriously. How many of you know that our relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ is something that should be taken seriously yes. right and if we don't take our relationship seriously, amen, that is being profane mm-hmm. it's being irreverent it's being disrespectful, and the Bible calls. Esau, a profane person. Why? It says, for one morsel of meat, he sold his birthright. Now, you might say, well, that sounds like an exaggeration. I don't know if it's an exaggeration is getting us to It's saying one morsel, because you think about it, in the scheme of things, of all the things you've eaten in your life, a bowl of stew is really one morsel of meat, considering all the food you've ever eaten. It's a little bit, yeah. It's it's a mouthful, maybe. But the point is, is that just for a mouthful of food, he sold this valuable thing, his birth his birthright. And then verse seventeen says later on, he has some misgivings and he wanted to inherit the blessing, didn't get it, right? We remember how Rebecca and and uh, Jacob deceived Isaac, right? Yes. Um, didn't get it, and even though it says he started it carefully and with tears. So in other words, he reaped the consequences of his mm-hmm. actions. And it hurt him. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, what he did in taking his birthright and trading it, exchanging it for a bowl of stew, was a bad trade. Right? It was a bad trade. And why did he make the bad trade? Because he didn't properly value his birthright. right? And and, 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 and if we don't properly value the things that God gives us, then we'll make bad trades. Right? But it's like if you don't know how much what you have is worth then you may trade it on the cheap, right? If if you don't know that your ring is worth Mm $1,000, someone says, I'll give you 100 for it at a time when you need 50, you think, man, I'm going to get 50 more than I need Mm -hmm. for this old ring. But the ring is worth Mm $1,000. But if you don't know the worth of it or if you don't properly value it, Ah, this old ring, my grandma gave it to me. Then you may make a bad trade. Esau didn't properly value his birthright. And so, in a time of weakness, glory to God, in a time of weakness, what did he do? He made a bad trade. He, he, he sold this valuable birthright for a bowl of stew. Someone said, what that's got to do with me? It has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with me. Because we need to understand something. Every day, we're being asked to make Mm trades. You know who, you know who, um, you know where we see the first trade? Is, is when Satan saddled up, or saddled up next to, to, to Eve in the garden. Mm Mm-hmm. Why don't you eat that fruit? Right? Eat that fruit. For what? You know, now you're going to be just as wise as he is. See, but, but they had a perfect relationship yeah. with God. Yeah. They didn't need anything else. Right. Didn't value it enough. And because they didn't value it, right, something spoke to, you know, what does it say? You know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Right, mm-hmm. right. If it can speak to the lust of the flesh To the lust of the eyes And to the pride of life See it can get you off your track Unless you know the value Of what the enemy Is seeking to trade with you mm. Right Oh you're going to be just like God They were already made in his image and likeness What do you mean you're going to be just like God Sounds good to me <laughs> All you got to do is eat this fruit Okay and they eat the fruit and they plunge the world into sin. Yeah. The consequences, right? Because they didn't properly value it, they made a bad deal. And how many of you know that 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 the devil is up to that same trick? Thousands of years later, Jesus goes into the wilderness. And what does the devil look to do? He tries to entice Jesus to make bad trades. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If you be the son of God, throw yourself off of here. That's a bad trade. <laughs> right? If you be the son of God, use your power and authority. Right? Not in a way that honors God, but in a way that honors the devil. Mm-hmm. That's a bad trade. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll trade you all these kingdoms of the world if you just bow down and worship me. That's a bad trade the devil is doing that he did it in the garden he did it in the wilderness and he's doing it in our homes in our communities and on our jobs he people of God who you have a relationship with God you have blessings of God in your life but if we are not always thankful God I'm so thankful for this house I'm thankful for my car I'm thankful for my wife I'm thankful for my husband thankful for my kids Thankful for my job. Thankful for this chair I sit in. You go, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. No, listen, you need to be thankful. Why? Because, see, see, because you're going to. Showing thanks shows that you know that what you have has some value. You're grateful to have it. Isn't that how we are with kids, when they just mistreat stuff? Yeah. You like you go, wait a minute now, that thing cost me some money. You manage them in a way, right? Because they're like, this thing don't have no value. They just take and they just throwing it all over the place. Like, wait. I worked hard for that. <laughs> That's why some of you still put slip covers on your couch. <laughs> Don't want nobody sitting on it. I work off of that couch. Can't sit on it. Just look. See that couch? Yeah, don't sit on it. I work off of that couch. But when we're thankful, we, we, we're showing that we, we value what we have. Right? Value your relationship with God. Don't trade it for a bowl of stew. See, because that's a bad trade. If you don't value what you have, you will sell what you have or exchange what you have, trade what you have, on the cheap. Mm-hmm. You would trade it for a bowl of stew. And so many Christians, amen. You know, God has blessed you and has done great things in your life or whatever. You know, but listen, you know, that, that little, you know, what, one night stand... That was a bad trade, Mm -hmm. Hmm? that was a bad trade. Them extra deductions you put on your tax return, you know you don't have that many children. That was a bad trade. Yeah, but it had me paying, so I had to... (laughs) (laughs) Three card monty on your tax return. I had to, why? So you can get a refund instead of having to pay Uncle Sam. That was a bad trade. How do you know? Because when they caught you, they they not only wanted the tax, but they wanted P&I. Penalties and interest. That was a bad trade. Right? You know, taking shortcuts. You know what I mean? Just, just And a lot of times, it's, it's, it's in order to satisfy our flesh. It's an instant gratification. It's like Esau. I just want to eat right now. Yeah, That's all I'm concerned about. I just want to eat right now. I just want to feel better right now. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. And see, sometimes that feeling better right now is, you know, you know, that second bowl of ice cream. Or, you know, telling somebody off. Or, you know... Pressing down a little bit harder on the gas because that person cut you off. So you're, you're, you're right? That instant gratification. And and you and you're willing and, and you put yourself in a position where you're gonna make bad trades. Okay, in order to show that guy who don't know you, don't care about you, you'll never see him again in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, he cut you off. But you gotta show him something. Yeah. That's a bad trade. You just traded off peace. You just traded off joy. You just traded off contentment. You just traded off all these things in order to show somebody who doesn't know you. You don't know him. You'll never see him again. But you had to show him a bad that's those are bad trades. Yes, yes. You need to value your peace more than that. You need to value your peace so much that you don't easily give it away with your quick temper. Oh, glory to God. You need to value your peace so much that you don't give it away for your quick temper. Mm-hmm. Your quick temper is cheap. Wow. That's a bad trade. Your quick temper for the peace of God. Bad trade. <laughs> Amen. And so we gotta we have to we have to stop trading the things that God gives us for bowls of stew. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You're a little bit of anger. You're just, okay, you feel better now. All well, you did was just take a bowl of stew, just like Esau. He felt better. He got that bowl of stew. He walked away. He was happy. Wow. Because it 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 it, it satisfied something right then and there. It satisfied something in his flesh. It didn't satisfy his spirit. It satisfied something in his flesh, his hunger. And see. You know, there are people who, right now, what drives them and what makes them feel good is success. And so, how many people, how many, you know, there are so many people who have pushed and pushed and pushed for worldly success on the job, in their careers and so forth. But it came at a price. It came at a price of their relationship with their spouse, relationship with their kids and so forth, and God gave you your spouse and your kids and wanted you to be, right, a, a a family unified, you know, living in love and in joy and all those things. And, you know, but you made a trade, the success for, for really that wholeness with your family. That's a bad trade. That's a bad trade. Is work important? Yeah, work is important, but it's not more important than the family God gave you. Mm-hmm it's not it's not and god's your source not your job not your career right god is your source and so if you now put in your family and 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 you know you, you you're making them secondary to your career or whatever you got to be careful you know that's a bad trade right there your family comes first amen in that situation god comes first overall but in that situation between your job and your family, your family's ahead of your job, amen. Mm-hmm. But you got, we got to make, we we have to make better trades, you know. Um, but here's the thing, but but, but let, let let's let's make this a little plainer in a few minutes we have left, right? God wants you to get up early in the morning to pray. Mm-hmm. You want to get some extra sleep? Mm-hmm. That's a bad trade. Uh-oh. You see how this works? See, that's a bad trade, <laughs> right? But I need some sleep. See, that's for your flesh. God's trying to feed your spirit. See, whenever you're going to take the 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 the, the gratification of your flesh over the satisfying of your spirit, you're making a bad trade. Wow. So God wants you to get up early in the morning. You want to get extra sleep. That's a bad trade. You, that's your bowl of stew right there. Your sleep is your bowl of stew. Wow. God says, hey, come upstairs and read, or why don't you read this? Nope. You are on season 15 of The Office, and you got to finish it this weekend. That's a bad trade. You see how this works? Mm-hmm. See, it's those things that you just feel you have to do, and yet there's something <laughs> greater. There's, 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 you know some much needed prayer time and quiet time with god there's there's some much needed time in your word there's some much needed you know you being still so you can hear god's voice but nope i got to do this i got to do that because i had a tough week i got to go hang out with the you know i got to hang out with my friends i got to get on social media i got to get to that next level of candy crush That's a bad trade. <laughs> Amen. Those are bad trades. Uh, yeah. And every day, every day, we're put in a position of making trades. Right? And yeah. the devil wants to offer something to satisfy your flesh in exchange for something that will compromise your soul. Mm. Don't do it. Amen? Don't do it. Esau gave up his birthright for a bowl of stew. Some of us are giving up a blessing from God, an answer from God for extra sleep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, extra TV watching. Just one more tweet. Just one more post. Just, you know, right? See, if you value the two pair of shoes you have, if you value the car, you have to see, God paid off your car. You don't have a car, note But you just had to go get the Beamer. Right? Because <laughs> you felt you had arrived at a certain station in life, you should drive better. And, and after all, no payments for the first six months. <laughs> a bad trade. Yeah. That was a bad trade trade because now you're car rich but you're poor right because you can't afford that note because see here's the thing six months goes fast <laughs> next thing you know you got this big old car note mm-hmm. and you're saying i'm not making enough money no you were making enough money but that beamer became your bowl of stew wow right god put you in a place where you were better off. He blessed you. He blessed you with, with more financial security you could ever have. And then you let the devil whisper, oh, that beam was sure look nice. And there you go. Bad trade. Right Now, let's, let's look at something. We're going we're gonna to leave. Um, pray to find it. Uh, let's see. Let's look at Second Samuel second Samuel, and it is chapter 24. And this was the time when David numbered the troops in mm-hmm. Israel. And it was a prideful thing for David to do because they, they weren't in the time of war. So there was no need for him to know how many soldiers he had. But he had directed Joab, his commander of, of, of the army, to go number the troops. And it took him like nine months to do it. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he got the, the answer, and then you know god told uh, david through the prophet that he shouldn't have done that and god and god said listen you 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 choose but you're going to pay for this okay. you know you either going to have to run from your enemies for for a time um there'll be a famine in the land or i'm going to send a pestilence in the land mm-hmm. and, and and david said god you do what you you know you you do it because i don't i, I don't know what to do and and the lord sent a pestilence upon israel And 70,000 men died because of the actions of David. This is why, one of the things we need to understand, our actions, our decisions can greatly affect other people. Amen. That's why making the right decisions um, is is, is so important. Um, 70,000 people died. And... um, the 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 man of God told David that um God wanted him to build an altar uh on the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite and so this is in second samuel twenty four uh verse eighteen and he told him go and and build the altar and David went up to the threshing floor and Aruna saw him coming and knew he was the king. And and he asked him. He said, "Why are you here?" And David said, "I'm here, verse twenty one, to buy the threshing floor from you, to build an altar to the Lord that the plague may be stopped." Mm-hmm. And Aruna said to David, "No, you don't have to to buy it." He says, "He says uh, you can give me what you want, but here's the oxen." And here are the, the wood instruments for the oxen. You could use this for wood to, to, to build your altar and the, and the oxen to make your sacrifice. I give it to you. Mm-hmm. That's what he said in verse 23. And David said to him, No, I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Because David knew something. God told me to do something. Right. Right? He wants me to build an altar. And you're trying to make a trade <laughs> you're trying to get me to build to to build this altar at no cost to me that's a trade right i don't have to get I don't have to give you anything and I can get this <laughs> deal right and David said, no, I'm not making that trade why Because my relationship with God is on the line here, yeah and that relationship is more important and more valuable to me than whatever your oxen and your wood costs so just tell me how much it costs because i'm paying for it If david said here yeah. he said nay i will surely buy it of thee at a price yeah. come on somebody at a price We have to know the value of it. We have to know the value of it, right? What's the price? What's the price of your relationship with God? What's the price of of your marriage? What's the price of the peace in your household? What's the price, Mm. right, of of you just having a clear conscience? What's the price of being able to get a good night's sleep? What's the price Mm. of those things, right? And are you going to trade it for a bowl of stew? Right, do something that now you're worried if it's going to come to the light of day, it's not worth it, amen. You don't need that bowl of stew. David said, I'm going to buy it of you of a price, I'm not going to make a burnt offering unto the Lord, which doesn't cost me anything, mm. amen. And see, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of us, you know, trade off the you know, for a bowl of stew, we make these bad trades because we don't take the time to value what it is that we have. Can I just say this? Our, our relationship with God and with other people that God placed in our life, but our relationship with God is the most valuable thing that we have. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't trade it for a bowl of stew. Don't trade time off with God with another round of Fortnite or Call of Duty. <laughs> Come on now Come on You can play Call of Duty Nobody's saying you don't You know what I said What I said was Just don't trade off that time You know that time When the Holy Spirit Is giving you promptings And saying Hey hey You haven't read Hey hey You you know You didn't really spend That much time in prayer today But now You gotta watch LeBron (laughs) LeBron ain't gonna do Nothing for you Watch LeBron But take care First things first Amen Amen. Don't, don't, don't make LeBron into a bowl of stew. Amen. Um, We got to, we got to make sure. And it takes a sacrifice. And that's the point. David knew. I got to sacrifice. I got to give something. Maybe I got to give up some of my sleep. But it's worth it right. if I'm going to spend time with God. Maybe I got to give up some of my free time. Maybe I got to give up some of my hobbies. Maybe I have to give up something. But whatever it is that you're going to give up, let me tell you something: what you get back from God is going to be so much more valuable than what you gave. up. Oh, yeah. Don't don't sell the valuable thing you have in God on the cheap, right? Yeah. And God knows about this because God Himself gave His only begotten Son, right? He gave what was most valuable to him, right? Mm -hmm. So he knows, he knows that we have to, that that's, that's how it goes. See, he gave value because, you know, he, he knew and he valued the relationship we have, but he knew I'm giving you my only begotten son. David said, I'm giving you full price for this threshing floor. Yes. Right. Because they understood value. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand value. And when we understand value, right, then we're not going, when the devil comes with his bowl of stew, we're going to tell him gets to step in with that nonsense. What? You want me to get an attitude with my boss? For what? This is a good paying job. <laughs> Homeboy got a mortgage cardinal and kids going to college and you think I'm going to get up here to try to show off in front of people you must be a fool take your bowl of stew and try to sell that to somebody else amen Amen. Yeah. I'm going to hold my tongue I'm going to exercise the fruit of the spirit called patience right I'm going to value the thing God gave me and I'm not throwing it away for a bowl of stew amen amen and so, listen, we just have to, we, we have to value the things we have. God has blessed us with so many things. And, and yeah, there are other things that we desire, amen, and and, and and I'm praying that God will bless you with those things. And there are things that you're believing God for, and I'm praying that he will answer those prayers. But be thankful for where you are. Paul said, listen, I learned something, mm-hmm. to be content. Wherever I find myself, to be content with such things as I have, right? And so be thankful for those things Because why? You want to continue to value them because Don't be like Esau He despised his birthright Mm -hmm. Which is why he gave it away You despise your car Look at this old car See the devil wants you talking like that Look at this old house He wants you to despise the things that you have Why? Because he knows If I can get you to hate on the stuff God gave you You'll easily give it to me You'll make some bad trades Amen Mm -hmm. Yeah I know your husband's over there uh, Sitting on the couch right now Mouth open, and you're to look at him over there. Don't do that. Amen. Don't do that. Don't practice despising things. Amen. Because you may trade them in on the cheap. Talk about you got what? Into what? An entanglement. Sitting at the red table, there was a red stew. You sitting at the red table. God, about I got an entanglement? Know why? Because you despise your husband. He snores. Yeah, that's okay. He snores. That's your husband. That's the man God gave you. You're the woman He gave that. He gave to your husband. Uh uh-uh. Uh-uh. Don't despise that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. My wife is telling me it's time to go. <laughs> but people know what I'm talking about You don't want be sitting at the red table <laughs> Glory to God Amen Amen We getting on our body here Amen See, now that's it Nope Close the book and I'm going home <laughs> Praise God Alright that's it. But praise God. I pray that you heard the Lord speak with you today. Value the things that God has given you. Don't despise them. Amen. Because if you value them, you'll be in a position when the devil comes with a bowl of stew trying to get you to make a trade. And you won't do it. Amen. You, will, right. you, you won't be a profane person. You will, You, know, you will value and take seriously those things that you should take seriously. Mm -hmm. Your relationship with God and all those wonderful people he's placed in your life and the things that he's given you and you won't just easily trade them for some instant gratification that like Esau you'll come to regret. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Can we pray now? Yes. Alright, we're going to pray now. Let's pray father. We bless you. and yes, we Thank father, you. O oh God you. in the name of Jesus Christ We thank you God for the word that you've spoken into our hearing and father We thank you for all the many blessings that you have given us father. We ask for your forgiveness God Anytime God that we have not properly shown respect yes. To the things that you've given us that we have not properly valued the things that we have of your hand and father God we uh, just ask you to help us, O oh God, to yes. to walk differently, O God. Oh God, to to have a full appreciation of all the great things that you have given us, but most of all for the great God that you are, and the priceless value of our relationship with you through the Lord Jesus Christ. David paid full price for the threshing floor, O oh God. Yes. You, O oh Father, paid full price. By giving us your son who went to Calvary's cross for us. Father God, let us understand the value of full price. Let us understand, O God, that what you have given unto us, we will not trade it on the cheap for a bowl of stew. But Father God, we will properly value all the great things that you have given us that we may reverence them. And in doing so, we'll reverence you. So, Father, we just give you praise and we give you thanks for just building us up and strengthening us in our faith. And, Father, God, we thank you for the word that you shared with us. Continue to let this word minister unto us, O God. Give us deeper revelation even in the days and weeks ahead. And, Father, we believe by faith that you will do it. And so we thank you for it. And we give you honor in Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Amen.